Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Digging with Dave, the AP podcast. As usual, I'm joined by my co-host and producer, Bailey Carruth. Hey, everybody. This week, we are talking with our regional safety director, Jared Anderson, about AP safety culture and some of the amazing milestones that we have recently reached in our safety journey. The title of this episode is called Why? Today, we're joined by Jared Anderson, Regional Safety Director for AP Midwest. Welcome to the podcast, Jared. Thank you, Dave. Thanks for having me. I'd like to start out by talking a little bit about IIF. We have, uh, we have a lot of new people that have joined our organization recently, and I thought it'd be a good chance to just revisit IIF and what that means and how it fits into our safety culture. Absolutely. Uh, let me let me pull up my giant IIF book, and I'll, I'll give you the what the document says, but no. Uh, Kind of kidding there. I'm going to give you the the Jared Anderson thousand foot view of what IIF and what what I see it as, and and what that is is really just building relationships with people in the field, uh, people in the office. Because once you understand why people work safe, and that's a huge aspect of IIF, is determining the reasons why individuals come come to work and work safe. And you can't do that until you have a a conversation with them and you understand their background a little bit. Just to throw a little story out there, I sit down with all new individuals when they come into the company, and uh, for the most part, from an office standpoint, I get to have one-on-one conversations with these individuals, and it's very, very laid back. It's there, there's no agenda to it, and I start those conversations off basically just talking about my family, my background, uh, what I like to do in my free time, those types of things, and then I. You know, start asking those questions of, of the individuals. And really that's to start getting an understanding of who they are outside of work, what makes them tick, and really those important factors in their life that is the reason for why they come to work safe. So I'm starting that conversation off and we're starting to talk about IAF without them even realizing it, kind of. And then at the end of the conversation, you come back and you start introducing IAF and you, you, you bring out that aspect of, hey, one of the reasons why I came in here and started talking to you and we started talking about, you know, nothing related to work at all is because I just wanted to get to know you and understand the reasons why you come to work safe. You, you, you have kids or right. you, you have that, you know, that pet at home that you love and you love to go right. out and take walks or you love to go on, you know, travel and take vacations. So... I really like to set that, get that baseline in my head and understand what makes people tick right. and why they come to work safe before I even get into anything formal. Right, and that's the that's the personal nature of IIF, right? I mean, to me, IIF is, is about personal responsibility. It's about personal behavior, and I think that's that's what, kind of what you're getting at, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and that's the, the same message we, we bring to the field as well. Uh, people tend to care more when they understand more about others. The, the, the one kind of quote that sticks with me from, from IAF and the classes that you teach and you go through is foundation or relationships are the foundation of success. And you can apply that across the board. Mm-hmm. So as your relationship grows with individuals, success grows for the company. Right. And you can't really have that baseline of genuine care and concern until you really understand the individual that's standing right next to you doing work or the individual down 
the hallway and the office. So it really brings that personal aspect. Yeah, I, I remember when we rolled out IAF, I thought, you know, this is going to be interesting. We, we, we work in this industry that's um, kind of known for charging straight ahead. And, you know, uh, we're all about just getting it done. And this is a different approach. It's more about, again, uh, truly caring about the individuals that you're working with on a daily basis and making sure they're safe as, as well as your, your own safety. Okay. And it was... It was it was interesting at the beginning. I was wondering how it was going to go, but I think it has really it has really become part of our culture now, hasn't it? Absolutely, and you know, it's we try to ingrain it into individuals from the moment they step on and become a part of the AP team. Right. Uh, and you know, from a field standpoint, you know, everything we talked about from the relationship aspect and and, and making it personal. You know, we're asking these individuals anytime they, they see something to say something, right? right. And you're going to get a lot more of that when that individual truly understands and, and cares about that right. person sitting next to them. Right. Otherwise, they're, the, the challenge is for them to speak up, and that's a challenge that, right. that's been within this industry for a long Forever. time. Yeah. The other, the other thing I think is has been interesting about IAF is because it is a, is a personal kind of approach and more of a behavioral type of approach is some of the things that we talk about in people's personal lives in, in behaving safely. And and so IAF translates to not just what happens on the work site, but happens also when you're not at work and you're and you're doing things in your personal life and making sure you're doing them safely so that you can come back to work and, and do all the great things that we do here. So that's one part that's always been kind of interesting to me is how it's translated into some of our personal behavior, Absolutely. not just our work behavior. So no, um, our our biggest commodity is our our people. Right? Exactly. So it doesn't matter where they get hurt. Exactly. If they get hurt on the on the job, or if they get hurt at home, right. that that is a loss for us. So yeah. we like to cross that border and have that discussion, both from a workplace standpoint and a, a home setting. Right. Now shifting gears here a little bit, let, I'd like to talk about some of our kind of our our successes, our safety successes, and start out with talking a little bit about the Chase program and our involvement in that program and, and some of our accomplishments in regards to the Chase program. Could you just tell us a little bit about what that is? And it's a partnership with the AGC and the OSHA, isn't it? Yes. Expand upon that a little bit if you can. Uh, yeah, this is a, a, there's an excellent backstory to this as well. So Chase stands for Construction Health and Safety Excellence. And it has been, and don't don't quote me on this, I'm running off the top of my head here. It's, it's been, it started in 2002 or 2003. Mm -hmm. So the backstory from an AP standpoint is that AP was one of, I think, two or three of the original charter members of the Chase program. So we started it, and, and we were one of the, the GCs in the area to get it off the ground. So back in 2003, I think it was, we, we got involved in this. We got into the discussions with both AGC, Doug Swanson was a huge part of that, uh, and uh, Nancy Zentgraf with OSHA was a huge part of it as well, bringing everything together, and uh, Lisa Hollingsworth. So we got together with them, they came up with a plan, and Chase was, and we'll, we'll get into talking about MinSharp later, but Chase right. is kind of the, the, the MinSharp equivalent. They needed something to recognize contractors who went above and beyond for those smaller 
projects that were less than 18 months. So what Chase is for projects for six to 18, 18 months, you can, you can apply for it. There's three levels, uh, level one, two, three. As you progress through the levels, the, the more, I guess the, the, the more requirements are, are, mm -hmm. are put upon you right. as, a, as, a, as a contractor. So level level one would be your you know, initiation level. And sure, there, there's less requirements all the way up to level level three, which is the, the goal for everyone who joins this program. So the, getting back to the backstory, AP has been in it since the beginning. We've, we've kind of been in the stuck in the level two spot for a long time. And everybody's been, been really cheering for us. And then finally, just this year, we met the requirements to, to be in level three. And we, we were approved uh, through both OSHA and AGC. And we got our first Chase level three project, which is, you know, just, just fantastic. That's a huge accomplishment. Yeah. I mean, and it's not, they don't give these awards out just to everybody. I mean, you have to earn this. Yeah, well, the the fact that we've been in it since since the start since two thousand three, right. and and this is the first time we're right. we're eligible for it, right. um, is is a testament to that. Right. It's been a long long process, and we've been we've been trying to get there ever since, and and it's a culmination of a lot of people's efforts and a collaboration yeah. with with AGC and OSHA and others, right? I mm -hmm. mean, that's the that's really I think the for, again for me the interesting part about this program is it's a collaboration. It's, it's all stakeholders kind of coming together and recognizing and working together to achieve safety, making sure people are safe. I mean, Absolutely. What, what better cause is there than that, right? And the AGC and OSHA, from a Chase standpoint, have been you know, excellent partners for us. They, I mean, they've, we've, we've learned from them. They've learned from us. And that, that's what it's, it's about, an exchange of best practices back and forth. It's making our industry better, better yeah. place to be in. Um, you mentioned MinSharp. Tell us a little bit more about MinSharp. Yes, yeah, so MinSharp is, uh, it's been around for a long time. It's part of the OSHA Voluntary Protection Program. So from a general industry standpoint, they have the MinStar program. Uh, construction has the, the MinSharp program. We've been involved in MinSharp uh, over the years. We've uh, had a number of, of different MinSharp projects. So we've had some success there. I'd say that the, the big success that we've had this year is we've, we've gotten three projects approved and to the best of my knowledge that's the first time that AP right. has accomplished something like that so again MinSharp is a, is a is a long-term commitment to safety that it, it really measures that long-term commitment right isn't that kind of what the what the yeah, fundamentals of MinSharp are yes there's a, a rather extensive process to to becoming a MinSharp site uh, like I said earlier on, you have to have a project. The project has to, has to meet some parameters on the front end. It has to be 18 months or longer. Right. You have to go through a year evaluation period, and that's OSHA coming out to your site, the MinSharp OSHA consultation coming out to your site, both health and safety, doing regular walkthroughs, scoring you based upon uh, what they call their Form 33. You have to meet the expectations of you know the thresholds that they set forth on that form. And after a year of, of going through multiple, multiple walkthroughs, typically they come out on a monthly basis right. and, and sit down and walk the entire site and go through everything with you, um, from you know, how you're managing the project to what, what's going on out, out in the field. And the, 
the expectations there and how, how those are being upheld on the site. So once you get through that process, you you kind of graduate from uh, pre-min-sharp to min-sharp status. And to get to that, so the final walkthrough is uh, a walkthrough of the site, and then they actually do interviews of, every, of multiple individuals on site, not just AP individuals, but they, they go out and they, they talk to all the subcontractors that are on the site. It's all done in private. So they're getting a, they're getting a sample of everyone, and the opportunity is there for someone to, to speak up if, if they don't like what they see on the site, right? And that's why they talk to the subs. So we've been very fortunate that uh, three of them have come to fruition this year. And you know, I think it's not only a testament to you know, our guys in the field and, and how they've been running these projects, right. but knowing that they're talking to the subcontractors out there and the subcontractors get to, you know, our trade partners get to give their, their two cents right. on how we run the site from a safety standpoint. And, you know, it, it, it's kind of a, a validation from that standpoint yeah. as well. Right. And, and a lot of these projects are not small projects. I mean, these are large projects with lots of, large crew, lots of people, lots of, lots of, lots of risk, right? I mean, lots of, of, of exposure. Yeah. And so to, to receive these recognitions and achieve these accomplishments really, really, I think speaks to just the fundamental of safety within our culture. So I couldn't agree more. Great. Thank you. Well, I appreciate your time today, Jared. Thanks for joining us. That's our podcast for today. On behalf of Bailey and myself, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Be well and stay safe.